And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West in the most haunted city in the country. Well, today's November the 20th, 324th day of the year. 41 days remaining to the year's over with. I'm going to give you uh, all the days and observances since you all asked for it. World Children's Day, Africa Industrialization Day, National Absurdity Day, must be talking about Congress, Name Your PC Day, National Peanut Butter Fudge Day, National Game and Puzzle Week, Road Safety Week, Lung Cancer Awareness Month, National Children's Month, World Vegan Month, National Peanut Butter Lovers Month, November. National Epilepsy Awareness Month, National Native American Heritage Month. A lot of politicians like to brag about their uh, Native American uh, heritage. And in many cases, they don't have one. Uh, Manatee Awareness Month, National Pomegranate Month, National Novel Writing Month. Let's see... National Adoption Month. All right. Uh, in 264 A.D., Diocletian is chosen as Roman Emperor. 762, during the Anxi Rebellion, the Tang Dynasty, with the help of the Hui tribe, recaptures Luoyang from the rebels. 1194, Palermo is conquered by Henry VI, the Holy Roman Emperor. 1407, John the Fearless, Duke of Burgundy, and Louis of Valois, Duke of Orleans, agreed on truce with but Burgundy will kill Orleans three days later. 1441, Peace of Cremona ends the war between the Republic of Venice and the Duchy of Milan after the victorious Venetian enterprise of military engineering of the Galeas Permantes. That's the name given to a feat of military engineering. that took place um, done by the Republic of Venice when several Venetian ships, including galleys and frigates, were transported from the Adriatic Sea to Lake Garda. The operation required towing the ships upstream on the River Adige uh, until Overoto, and then uh, transporting his fleet by land to Torboli on the northern shores of the lake. second leg of the journey was the most remarkable requiring a land journey of 20 kilometers through Lopio Lake in the near Paso San Giovanni. The Republic um, of Venice at that point in time was a power in the Mediterranean and in the 15th century began an expansive phase toward the mainland of the current Lombardy and Veneto regions, both through military conquest or spontaneous dedication, as in the case of Vicenza. Now, Strange things happen. 1695, Zumbi, the last of the leaders of Crivombo dos Palomares in early Brazil, is executed by the forces of Portuguese uh, Bandeirante Domingos Jorge Velho. 1739, started the Battle of Porto Bello between British and Spanish forces during the War of Jenkins' Ear. Now, the War of Jenkins' Ear is one that doesn't get very much PR. And this was a conflict that lasted from 1739 to 1748 between Britain and Spain. Majority of the fighting took place in New Granada and the Caribbean Sea, with major operations largely ended by 1742. It was somewhat related to the 1740-1748 War of Austrian Succession. The name was coined by the 1858 by British historian Thomas Carlyle. First to Robert Jenkins, captain of the British brig Rebecca, whose ear was allegedly severed by Spanish coast guards while searching his ships for contraband in 1731. I guess if somebody cut off my ear, it'd be kind of P.O.'d as well. 1776, American Revolutionary War. British forces land at the Palisades and attack Fort Lee. Continental Army starts to retreat across New Jersey. 1789, New Jersey becomes the first U.S. state to ratify the Bill of Rights. 1805, Beethoven's only opera, Fidelio, uh, premieres in Vienna. 
1815, the Second Treaty of Paris is signed, returning the French frontier to their 1790 extent, imposing legal indemnities and prolonging the occupation by troops of Great Britain, Austria, Prussia, and Russia for several more years. 1820, an 80-ton sperm whale attacks and sinks the Essex. That was a whaling ship from Nantucket, Massachusetts. It happened uh, 2,000 miles from the western coast of South America. In fact, Herman Melville's 1851 novel, Moby Dick, was in part inspired by this incident. Just goes to prove you don't want to piss off a sperm whale. 1845, Anglo-French blockade of the Rio de la Plata, Battle of Vuelta de Obligado, took place. Also, in 1861, on this date, which was during the American Civil War, succession ordinances filed by Kentucky's Confederate government. Um, 1873, Garnier Expedition. French forces of Lieutenant Francis Garnier capture Hanoi from the Vietnamese. 1900, uh, that was in the days before the French uh, pretty much lost their military edge. Uh, 1900, the French actress Sarah Bernhardt receives the press of the uh, Savoy Hotel in New York at the outset of her first visit since 1896. Talked about her impending tour with a troupe of more than 50 performers and her plans to play the title role in Hamlet. 1910, Mexican Revolution. Francisco I de Madero uh, issues the Plan de San Luis Potosi, denouncing Mexican President... Um, Porfirio Diaz calling for a revolution to overthrow the government of Mexico. And this effectively started the Mexican Revolution. 1917, World War I, Battle of Cambrai begins. British forces make early progress in an attack on German positions, but are later pushed back. 1936, Jose Antonio Primo de Rivera, founder of the Falange, is killed by a Republican execution squad. He was shot. 1940, World War II, Hungary becomes a signatory of the Tripartite Pact, officially joining the Axis powers. 1943, World War II, Battle of Tarawa, Operation Galvanic begins. Just Marines land on Tarawa Atoll and the Gilbert Islands and suffer heavy fire from Japanese shore guns and machine guns. Uh, 1945, Nuremberg Trials. Trials against 24 Nazi war criminals start at the Palace of Justice in uh, Nuremberg. 1947, Princess Elizabeth marries Lieutenant Philip Montbatten, who becomes the Duke of Edinburgh at Westminster Abbey. The um, 1959, Declaration of the Rights of the Child is adopted by the United Nations. They're great at adopting stuff, but not so much on enforcing it. 1962, Cuban Missile Crisis ends. In response to the Soviet Union agreeing to remove its missiles from Cuba, President Kennedy ends the quarantine of the Caribbean nation. 1968, a total of 78 miners are killed in an explosion at the Consolidated Coal Company's No. 9 mine in Farmington, West Virginia. This was known as the Farmington Mine Disaster. 1969, Let's see, my. Ninety sixty nine, Vietnam War. The plane dealer from Cleveland, Ohio, publishes explicit photos of dead villagers from the Milan Massacre in Vietnam. Nineteen sixty nine, Operation of Occupation of Alcatraz. Native American activists seize control of Alcatraz Island after until being ousted by the U.S. government on June eleventh, nineteen seventy one. 1974, U.S. Department of Justice files its final antitrust suit against AT&T Corporation. This suit uh, later leads to the breakup of AT&T and its bell system. Created a whole lot of baby bells. 1974, the first fatal crash of a Boeing 747 occurs when Lufthansa Flight 540 crashes while attempting to take off from Jomo Kenyatta International Airport, Nairobi, Kenya. Killed 59 out of the 157 on board. 1977, Egyptian President Anwar Sadat becomes the first Arab leader to officially visit Israel in 
meets an Israel, Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin and speaks before the Knesset in Jerusalem. He was trying to get a permanent peace settlement. Um, many thought he'd be successful, but I guess the current events showed he wasn't. Uh, 1979, Grand Mosque seizure. About 200 Sunni Muslims revolt in Saudi Arabia at the site of the Kaaba in Mecca during the pilgrimage and take about 6,000 hostages. Saudi government uh, got help from Pakistani special forces to put down the uprising. 1980, Lake Planor in Louisiana drains into an underlying salt deposit. A misplaced Texaco oil probe had been drilled into the diamond crystal salt mine, causing water to flow down into the mine, eroding the edges of the hole. 1985, Microsoft Windows 1.0, the first graphical personal computer operating environment directed by Microsoft, is released on this date. 1989, Velvet Revolution. A number of protesters assembled in Prague, Czechoslovakia swells from 200,000 the day before to an estimated half million. 1990, Andrei Chikatilo, one of the Soviet Union's most prolific serial killers, is arrested. He eventually confesses to 56 killings, and those are just the ones he confessed to. 1991, Azerbaijani MI-8 helicopter carrying 19 peacekeeping mission team with the officials and journalists from Russia, Kazakhstan, and Azerbaijan are shot down by Armenian military forces in the Kozhevan district of Azerbaijan. 1992 in England, a fire breaks out at Windsor Castle, badly damaging the castle and causing over 50 million, dollar, 50 million pounds worth of damage. 1993, savings and loan crisis. The U.S. Senate uh, Ethics Committee issues a stern censor of California Senator Alan Cranston for his dealings with Saving and loan executive Charles Keating. 1993. Macedonia's deadest aviation disaster occurs when Avio Impex Flight 110, a Yakovlev uh, Yak 42, crashes near Orid, killing all 116 people on board. 1994. The Angolan government and UNITA rebels sign the Lusaka Protocol in Zambia, ending 19 years of civil war. Of course, localized fighting does resume the next year. 1996, a fire breaks out in an office building in Hong Kong, kills 41 and injures 81. 1998, a court in Taliban-controlled Afghanistan declares accused terrorist Osama bin Laden a man without a sin in regard to the 1998 U.S. Embassy bombings in Kenya and Tanzania. Uh, the court did what the court here tends to do when there's a real attorney against a pro se litigant. Uh, the pro se is evil, and the real attorney is a man without sin. 1998, the first space station module component, Zarya, for the International Space Station, is launched from the Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan. 2003, after the November 15 bombings, the second day in the 2003 Istanbul bombings occurs in Istanbul, Turkey. Destroys the Turkish head office of HSBC Bank, AS, and the British consulate. 2015, following a hostage siege, at least 19 people are killed in Bamako um, in Mali. And in 2022, the 2022 FIFA World Cup begins in Qatar. First time a tournament will be held in the Middle East. But of course, we must all bow down to the Middle East. Um, I just found out that an uh, individual who, um, I mean, I've got, what, 30 years experience in running major corporations, individual who appeared to be highly effective at his job was terminated primarily because he was black and the only person in the company didn't speak Spanish. And the individual put in his place was somebody who started out working for him. And from what I can tell, going into the, the store in question, it's gone to crap. But of course, um, 
I think as a result of um, what's going on in the Middle East, a lot of people's real feelings are coming to the forefront. Um, I think this was a case of racial discrimination. Uh, in fact, I lost a career because I stood up for a black family. And I had a very senior judge tell me that I needed to think twice because, as far as he could tell, I was a traitor to my race. And they'd destroy my career, and they did. But I stood up for what I thought was right. Now, this individual, in my humble opinion, I'm not advising him. I am simply stating a fact based on my knowledge and my education that he should um, file an action against his employer. You know, the unfortunate fact, there's a lot of people who get their jollies out of showing how much better they are than some other race. And on that note, the uh, well, I just found out today that a lot of the protests that are going on right now were paid for by George Soros, a man who doesn't believe in sovereignty, doesn't believe in national borders. It should be one world with him in charge. Well, I don't, and there's a lot of people concerned in all this uh, anti-Semitism is going to erupt into um, attacks here. Well, those who thought they could attack here before have uh, not had an easy road to hoe. Um, you start shooting at an event, in, especially in Texas, half the people in the crowd will shoot back. Well, on that note, we spent the last week talking about haunted places. I'm going to talk about um, UFO sightings. Because there's uh, a lot of UFO sightings that um, I've never heard discussed. And I've been dealing with UFOs for... I came out with my first book in 1979. Called The Occult Connection. Uh, UFOs, Secret Societies, and Ancient Gods. There is a connection, folks. Well, of all the events that I've been researching, the earliest one I can find is 1450 B.C. Tutmose III uh, and what's known as the Jebel Barkal Stella. It's in ancient Egypt, lower Egypt to be specific. After conquering the ancient Nubian city of Napata, Thutmose III, the uh, Egyptian pharaoh, had a stella erected at the Temple of Amun beneath the cobra-shaped Jebel Barco outcropping. And the stella talks about how, to use the language of the time, a star came down to set fire to Thutmose's adversaries. The uh, incident's been cited by many uh, ufologists. Uh, it came out of the purported Thule papyrus, of course, Edward Condon, who was given the job and a lot of money to poo-poo the very idea of uh, UFOs, said it in his opinion. Now, he's not a uh, Egyptologist, but in his opinion, as a well-paid um, nuclear physicist, the, um, the Thule papyrus is a fraud. Now, the translation of the fraud, published in issue 41 of the Fortean Society's uh, magazine, Doubt, included uh, uh, such Fortean tropes as uh, circles of fire and a fish that fell down from the sky. Basically, what we've got is a contact that um, was something that came out of the sky that destroyed Tutmosis' enemies. Then we go to 218 B.C., Roman Republic, it was actually in Rome. Ships were seen in the sky. This was during the build-up to the Second Punic War, and a Roman historian by the name of Livy recorded uh, 
what do you call prodigies? Uh, which basically are omens that are observed within or from a divine uh, templum, especially the flights of birds, were supposedly sent by the gods in response to official queries. And uh, he said this included Navium, Specium, Decalo, and Fusisi, phantom ships seen gleaming in the sky. That was a um, definitely an omen showing that Rome was going to win. Uh, 76 BC, we got a spark falling from a, coming out of a falling star. That was seen in the Roman Republic. This was um, reported by Pliny the Elder. Spark fell from a star and grew as it descended until it appeared to be the size of the moon. Then it went back up into the heavens and was transformed into a torch. Um, of course, uh, ivory tower scientists decided it was uh, a bolide. Seven BC, because people of that time period when it happened couldn't be as smart as we are today, so um, they couldn't properly describe whatever it was. Then 7 BC, we've got flame-like wine jars that fall from the sky. Took place in the Roman Republic and Phrygia, Asia. This was reported by Plutarch, a Roman army commanded by Lucius was about to begin a battle with the Medidris VI of Pontus when the, the sky burst asunder and a huge flame-like body fell between the two armies. Um, the, uh, the shape of the object was like that of a, a wine jar. Now, something like that happens as superstitious as folks were in those days. My belief is the war probably came to a screeching halt at that point in time. Then we go to A.D. 65. A sky army was seen uh, in Judea. Uh, Romano-Jewish historian Flavius Josephus reported chariots hurling through the clouds right before the beginning of the first Jewish-Roman war. Then in A.D. 196, angel hair uh, was seen in Rome. Historian Cassius Dio described a fine rain resembling silver descended from a clear sky upon the form of Augustus. He reported he used some of the material to plate some of his bronze coins, but uh, by the fourth day that silver coating had vanished. Then in A.D. 70, this was seen in Ireland, town in County Meath and Juan McNoise in County Offaly. Um, an airship was seen. Uh, several sets of Irish annals, uh, including uh, those of Ulster and Tigernock and Clone McNoise and the four masters, all have interest to the fact that ships with their crews were seen in the air. In other words, airships. Now, in 1561... Celestial phenomena was seen over Nuremberg in Germany. Um, the Holy, it was part of the Holy Roman Empire at that point in time. And it was um, in Bavaria, which is the area that Nuremberg is. Residents of Nuremberg described an aerial battle followed by the appearance of a large black triangular object and then a crash that took place outside the city. A... Uh, a write-up recorded that witnesses observed hundreds of spears and cylinders and other odd-shaped objects that moved erratically overhead. And in 1566 A.D., uh, there was a celestial phenomena seen over Bessel in Switzerland. A, uh, what was called a broad sheet, which is about what we'd call a newspaper, published in 1586. Um depicted numerous spherical objects appearing out of the sun. Then it was recorded and depicted by Samuel 
Cocoius, a student of the Holy Inscription of the Free Arts at Basel. 1609, Guanhigun uh, in Korea, in Gangwon Province. It was September 22nd, 1609. Multiple witnesses reported seeing UFOs in Kosong Wanju Gangneung. Um, they described a halo or a washbowl that was divided in two. 1803. Uh, it's Surawun at Hama um, in Hitachi Province in Japan. Um, local fishermen reportedly found a closed vessel with small windows. The vessel was drifting. They said when they investigated it, a beautiful young woman with red and white hair and dressed in strange clothes emerged and holding a square box that nobody was allowed to touch. And she spoke to him in a language they had never heard before. Well, 1883 in Vanilla Observation in Zacatecas Observatory, Zacatecas, Mexico. August 12th, astronomer Jose Bonilla counted over 400 dark, unidentified objects crossing the sun while observing uh, sunspot activity at Zacatecas Observatory in Mexico. He took photos exposing wet plates at one one-hundredth of a second, published an account of the event three years later at the Astronomy and French Astronomy Journal. 1896, mystery airships were seen in the U.S., Newspapers across California and other states, especially the Midwest, printed reports of strange airships and lights in the sky. Common elements of the description included flapping wings and cigar-shaped bodies in the metal hull. 1897, Aurora, Texas. Well, actually, this is part of um, Beyond Roswell, a TV series we did several episodes of. It took place in Aurora, Texas. Local correspondent S.E. Hayden reported the crash of an airship piloted by an alien. According to Hayden, Spaceman was buried in the local cemetery. The residents of Aurora embraced the story but claimed they don't take it seriously. 1907, we got the Mahel UFO in Albania, which was then part of the Ottoman Empire. Mahel Gramino, a distinguished Albanian journalist, writer, and activist, right? Everybody's an activist, you know. Writes in the Albanian uprising one night when the fighters of Sezir were stationed at the top of a high mountain. A shiny object flew in front of us, stood suspended in the air for several minutes, and then vanished. 1909, in New Zealand, there were airship sightings. It was in August of 1909. Moving and whirring lights were reported in the sky around Otago, and the following months, many sightings reported across New Zealand with varying descriptions of the crew, uh, craft and crew. But basically, what we've got are very coherent descriptions of airships with crews. Are they human? Well, if so, they are very standoffish. Are they from another planet? Well, we don't know because nobody's investigated. 1917, Miracle of the Sun took place in Fatima, in Portugal. Thousands of people gathered in Fatima based on reported uh, Marian apparitions and observed bizarre solar activity. Catholic Bishop Jose Alves Correa de Silva declared the miracle worthy of belief October 13, 1930. And primarily Catholic witnesses viewed the events in religious terms. Uh, Jacques Vallée, uh, uh, Joaquin Fernandez, and Fina de Armada interpreted it as a mass UFO sighting. It was three children who saw the first event, and supposedly the, the Virgin Mary came down and told them on a certain date there would be signs. They went and told everybody, and everybody showed up, and yes, they said the sun danced. And of course, when a Catholic bishop, who knows all, because God told him, uh, said it was worthy of belief, that was all it took. 1940s, we had Foo Fighters. All over the World War II, War, uh, war Theaters, 
Allied fighter pilots above Europe reported colorful balls of light following our aircraft at high speed. They didn't seem to attack, but when they got close enough, it interfered with the operation of the uh, planes. Germans also had the same issue. It just wasn't as widely reported. 1941, Cape Girardeau in the U.S. Cape Girardeau is in Missouri. Local legend first gained wider attention in the 1980s when resident uh, Charlotte Mann claimed in interviews with her, that her father, uh, Reverend William Huffman of the Red Star Baptist Church, administered last rites to the dying crew of a Christ flying saucer. There's a number of, of uh, reports of similar activity. Of course, everything was immediately covered up. Uh... 1942, now this is one of my favorite, the Battle of Los Angeles. It took place months after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. U.S. radar stations picked up a unidentified aerial object in the early morning. It was uh, February 24th, 1942. For several hours, anti-aircraft artillery fired thousands of rounds at the into the searchlight-scoured sky. The LA Times reported the air over Los Angeles erupted like a volcano. And these craft um, were tracked on radar. They were solid. And no matter what was fired at them, they just ignored it. I'm going to do a, I'm working on a book about the Battle of Los Angeles. I think it's worthy of uh, going into detail on. Then in 1945, yeah, let me give you a little bit more about the Battle of Los Angeles. It's also known as the Great Los Angeles Air Raid. It was a rumored attack on the continental U.S. by Imperial Japan, and when a subsequent anti-aircraft artillery barrage took place from late February 24th to early February 25th, 42. Um, this incident occurred less than three months after we entered World War II in response to the attack on Pearl Harbor and one day after the bombardment of Elwood near Santa Barbara on um, February 23rd by a Japanese submarine. The, um, if I'm not mistaken, the, um, the submarine in question was ordered to shell uh, using its deck gun and a couple of them had uh, small aircraft on the deck that they could launch initially the target of the aerial bar barrage was thought to be uh, an attacking force uh, from Japan but Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox called the attack a false alarm he said it was war nerves but the military disagreed Documenting the incident in 1949, the United States Coast Art uh, Artillery Association identified a meteorological balloon sent aloft at 1 o'clock as having started all the shooting. 1983, the Office of Air Force History attributed the event to a case of war nerves triggered by a lost weather balloon and exacerbated by stray flares. But interestingly enough, there's another report from a naval um, ship that they actually shot down a UFO and recovered it from the waters off the coast of California. Well, 1945, we have the Trinity case. Came from New Mexico. Local rancher and children claimed to see an egg-shaped or avocado-shaped craft crash into the Mexico desert. The witnesses claimed there were occupants seen inside the craft, and shortly after it was reported, the military showed up and loaded it onto the trailer along with uh, the occupants. 1946, ghost rockets in Scandinavia. Thousands of UFO sightings reported all over Europe in 1946. Due in part to concerns that foreign governments were testing recovered experimental German technology, the Swedish and Greek governments investigated the reports, never revealed their findings. The Germans supposedly uh, created um, 
They had captured a crashed UFO at Spitzenberg Island, and uh, the Italians did, and they gave it to the Germans. Germans supposedly reverse-engineered built several UFOs. In May of 1946, Angel Home UFO Memorial in Sweden, Swedish entrepreneur Augusta Carlson, the uh, founder and owner of Cernel AB, uh, attributes his success to a 1946 UFO encounter. Decades later, he erected a concrete monument in the clearing where he says the UFO landed. June 1947, Maury Island incident in Puget Sound. Fred Chrisman mailed an account from employee Harold Dahl, along with a cigar box of metal wreckage, to Ray Palmer, who had previously published the Shaver Mystery Stories. Dahl claimed his dog was killed and his son was injured by debris in an encounter with six flying donut-shaped objects. He also reported he was subsequently threatened by men in black. July 31, 1947, Paul arranged a meeting between Chrisman, Dahl, Air Force investigators, and flying saucer witnesses Kenneth Arnold and Emil Smith. The results were never released. 1947, June, Kenneth Arnold had his... Um, UFO sighting, Mount Rainier. He was a private pilot flying near Mount Rainier when he reported seeing a group of reflective craft moving at high speeds and flashing in the sun like mirrors. Bill Bouquet of the East Oregonian, who first interviewed Arnold, summarized the sighting as a nine saucer-like aircraft flying in formation. This introduced the term flying saucers, and Arnold's sighting sparked an explosion of UFO activity around the country. Also in 1947, there was a flying disc craze that broke out. After Kenneth Arnold's sighting was reported in the news, over 800 similar sightings were reported throughout the year 1947. July 4th, 1947, Flight 105 had a UFO sighting en route from Boise, Idaho to Pendleton, Oregon. It was a United Airlines crew, including Captain Ellen Smith, co-pilot Ralph Stevens, and flight attendant Marty Mara. They witnessed nine unidentified objects. Believing them to be aircraft, Smith flashed the plane's landing lights, intending to alert the objects, which he described as smooth on the bottom and rough appearing on top. Their reaction was not exactly what he expected. Then in July 8, 1947, the Roswell incident happened about 30 miles north of Roswell. Uh, I used to speak at the Roswell UFO conference until I became politically unacceptable to uh, Don Smith, who basically gained control. Um, Walter Howda, the United States Army Air Force spokesman, issued a press release announcing uh, the capture of a flying saucer. Hours later, the Army announced that the find was a crashed weather balloon. Now, of course, every, anybody with any sense knew that wasn't true. In 78, the case regained attention after Jesse Marcel, the Army officer recovered the records, told UFO searchers the weather balloon explanation was a cover story. 1994, the Air Force uh, claimed that the incident was a uh, result of uh, technology used during Project Mogul, which had been classified until that point in time. 1948, the green fireballs seen in New Mexico and other parts of the Southwest. U.S. Air Force investigator reports a green flare is streaking through across the sky after an Air Force C-47 transport encountered a green ball of fire on December 5, 1948. The pilot, Captain Goed, uh, described the object as larger than a meteor and not arcing downward as a meteor would. Air Force claimed their investigation was inconclusive. 1948, January 7th, the Mantell UFO incident took place in Kentucky. Captain Thomas Mantell, a Kentucky Air National Guard pilot, died in the crash of his P-51 Mustang near Franklin, Kentucky. He was sent in pursuit of an unidentified flying object. While following the object, he climbed beyond the 25,000-foot uh, limit for his aircraft and blacked out from lack of oxygen. Military later claimed that he was probably pursuing a skyhook weather balloon. 
In other words, he was an incompetent boob who died because he couldn't recognize a weather balloon. I don't think so. March of 1948, Aztec, New Mexico. This has always been claimed to be a hoax, but the information I gathered for the video that we did shows it very much was not a hoax. Carmen Silas Newton and Leo Gabauer sold magnetic oral detecting machines based on the story they'd replicated technology they got from a crashed spaceship. They were convicted of fraud in 1953. Elements of their story regarding a crashed ship with occupants became entangled in the Roswell narrative. Basically, that is not the story that I determined was correct from the Aztec crash. Then in July of 1948, the Childs-Witted uh, UFO encounter in Montgomery, Alabama. Clarence Childs and John Witted, uh, commercial pilots, reported their airplane uh, nearly collided with a UFO near Montgomery. According to the pilots, the object looked like a wingless aircraft. Seemed to have two rows of windows the, through which glowed a very bright light. As, in fact, they said it was as brilliant as a magnesium flare. 1948, in October, we have the Gorman dogfight in South North Dakota. U.S. Our Air Force pilots sighted, and uh, the Air Force was created in 47, by the way, and pursued a UFO for 27 minutes over Fargo, North Dakota. According to Air Force Officer Edward Rupert, this was one of three cases, along with the Mantell incident and the Charles Whited encounter, that shifted the Air Force's attitude about UFO reports leading to the creation of Project Blue Book. Then in 1950, May, McMinnville UFO photos that was taken at a farm near McMinnville, Oregon. A farmer took pictures of a purported flying saucer. These are the first flying saucer photographs. Uh, that were became public knowledge since the coining of the term flying saucer. And in uh, August of 1950, Mariana UFO incident in Great Falls, Montana. Manager of the Great Falls Pro Baseball Team took color film of two UFOs flying over Great Falls. The film was extensively analyzed by the Air Force and several independent investigators. Uh, the last report I was able to find, and most of it was hushed up, was they could not discount the validity of the videos. 1951, August, Lubbock Lights, Lubbock, Texas. Several lights in V-shaped formations were reportedly spotted flying over the city of Lubbock. Witnesses included W.I. Robinson, A.G. Oberg, and W.O. Ducker, professors of geology, chemical engineering, and petroleum engineering, respectively. Teen student Carl Hart, Jr. photographed the lights. They were never explained. 1952, July 12th through July 29th, Washington, D.C., the UFO incident that became so famous. A series of sightings of July of 1952 accompanied radar contacts in the Washington area. These are the first sightings to be widely and seriously reported as potentially physical craft operated by intelligent life from another planet. In response, the CIA formed the Robertson Panel which advised Project Blue Book to strip the UFOs of any special status they'd been given and or a mystery they'd acquired. The Robinson panel determined that for the safety of the human race, we need to discount all this stuff. Ivory Tower scientist, if there were ever any, 1952, uh, July, the Nash-Fortenberry UFO sightings in Norfolk, Virginia. William Nash and William Fortenberry, pilots of a DC-4 airliner of Pan American Airways, radioed the Norfolk Civil Aviation Authority to report eight large, round, glowing red objects. Never explained. 1952, September, the Flatwoods Monster, Flatwoods, West Virginia. Three local boys followed a bright object into the forest to what they believed was a UFO landing. They went to the nearby home of Kathleen May, who accompanied them back to the spot along with two other children and teenage National Guardsman Eugene Lamont. In the forest, they smelled a foul odor and saw what Mary described as a tall figure with claws and a head that resembled the Ace of Spades. Hence the flatwood monster. 1954, October, Florentina Stadium mass sighting in Florence, Italy. Football game between Florentina and 
Pistolisi was underway at the Stadium Artimo Franci when a group of UFOs traveling at high speed abruptly stopped over the stadium. The stadium became silent as the crowd of about 10,000 spectators witnessed the event and they all described the UFOs as cigar-shaped. 1955, August 21st and 22nd, Kelly Hopkinsville encounter took place at a farmhouse near Hopkinsville, Kentucky. At a rural farmhouse outside of Hopkinsville, 11 people witnessed creatures approach their uh, house. Two of the men opened fire with shotguns and rifles. The entire group later fled to the Hopkinsville police station. Creatures have been variously described as goblins and aliens and little green men and owls and even circus monkeys. Four officers, five state troopers, three deputies, and four military personnel investigated the farmhouse, finding bullet holes everywhere but no answers. The story had uh, also had a broad impact on popular culture. I might point out that prior to the shooting, they had seen a light land in the forest nearby. 1956, Lake and Heath, Bentwaters Incident in the U.K., U.S. Air Force and Royal Air Force radar operators from Lake and Heath RAF Station, Bentwaters RAF Station, and Skoltstorp RAF Station detected up to 15 objects over Suffolk. An RAF pilot was sent out from the Water Beach RAF Station in a de Havilland Venom, a jet aircraft with airborne interception radar. Pilot reported spotted the object on radar and visually observing a luminous white object that moved behind, behind his craft when he attempted to intercept. He was outperformed from the get-go. 1956, Elizabeth Clara took place in South Africa, Drakensburg. A series of photos depicting a supposed UFO were taken July 24th near Rosetta in the Drakensburg region. The photographer, meteorologist Elizabeth Clara, claimed detailed adventures with an alien race, including even having an alien lover. Aiken, who would have fathered uh, her son, alien. No one ever got to the bottom of it. Was she nuts or was she telling the truth? 1957 May, Gordon Cooper UFO sightings at Edwards Air Force Base in California. Gordon Cooper was one of the original Project Mercury astronauts witnessed a type of metallic craft without wings flying over Germany in the 1950s. At the time, he believed these to be Soviet aircraft. His attitude letter changed after an incident at Edwards Air Force Base. Uh, Cooper sent a crew of James Big and Jack Geddes out to a dry lake bed to set up data recording photography equipment. Cooper said the two men, both familiar with experimental aircraft, came back shaken and talking about witnessing a wingless aircraft with retractable legs silently land and then take off right close to where they were at. Cooper reported the incident to the Pentagon, which asked for all photographs of the craft to be sent to them. Cooper looked at the photos before they them off and felt the government covered up a UFO encounter which is, frankly, quite typical. 1957, May, Milton Torres had a UFO encounter in the U.K., East Anglia. U.S. Air Force fighter pilot Milton Torres reports he was ordered to intercept and fire on a UFO displaying very unusual flight patterns over East Anglia. Ground radar operators tracked what was believed to be an unidentified aircraft for some time before Torres' plane was scrambled to intercept. What happened during the interception was never made public. 1957, Antonio Villas-Bola's abduction in Brazil. He was a law student working on a farm. He described being abducted by humanoid aliens and taken aboard an egg-shaped craft. He was said he was confined within a small round room. He was forced to have sex with a four-foot-tall alien woman. And after the sex was over, she pointed, looked at him, smiled, pointed at him, pointed at her belly, and pointed to the sky. He didn't know what it meant, but he wanted to get the hell out of there. 1957, November, Leveland UFO case in Leveland, Texas. Numerous drivers observed glowing objects hovering over the highway. They described them as approximately 200 feet long and shaped like eggs or cigars. The appearance of these lights was immediately followed by electrical failures, including ignition failures in their cars. Well, keep in mind that quite often when UFOs uh, approach or are approached by uh, 
cars or even airplanes, the electromagnetic um, energy being given off does tend to short out. Um, the earthly uh, vehicles. November 1957, Kirtland Air Force Base in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Two Civil Aeronautics Administration tower operators observed an egg-shaped object emitting a white light beneath it come down near Kirtland Air Force Base runway as if it was landing. Seven times magnification through binoculars, they could see neither wings, tail, nor fuselage. They watched the object come to a stop several feet above the ground, hovering and ascend again. Operators then called CAA radar approach control who tracked the object on radar. So it was a real object that could be tracked on radar. 1961, Simonton Pancake Incident took place in Eagle River, V.S. County, Wisconsin. Chicken farmer Joe Simonton was approached by Italian-looking aliens who stopped off at his farm for water and offering pancakes in return from the window of the UFO. 1961, Betty and Barney Hill abduction. I knew their niece. Took place south of Lancaster on Route 3 in New Hampshire. Hills reported the first alien abduction experience to be widely spread in English language publications. While they were driving home, they observed a light move through the sky and land ahead of them. Barney Hill said against his will, he turned the car down a side road toward the light where he found six small humanoids uh, waiting for him. Betty Hill reported they inserted a needle through her navel along with other vaguely medical tests. 1963, Kervilish, Albania, Kalamistez UFO incident. Now in January of 1963, residents of the village of Kalamistez in the Kervilish area reported seeing a bright object in the sky. Albanian authorities attempted to calm the population by telling them that what they see was not a UFO, but a new model of the jet airplane being used by the Albanian Air Force. They lied, which is typical. 1964, Lani Zamora incident in Socorro, New Mexico. Lani Zamora investigated a, he was a police officer, he investigated a roaring sound. Um, he and a nearby tourist found a craft that took off shortly after they arrived. Left impressions on the ground, but that didn't really aid in the identification. 1964, the Recora operation in Surabaya, Indonesia. Officer Jacob Sabaton, founder of the National Institute of Aeronautics and Space in Indonesia, wrote several books on UFOs and founded an organization to study UFO reports after he served as Minister of Industry. According to Sabaton, uh, one night during the Indonesia-Malaysia confrontation, pilots reported seeing and shooting at a dark, mango-shaped craft with colored lights. He claims that the fragments of the military shells struck individuals outside their home in Sudoraraho. 1965, Project Gemini UFO. This took place in low Earth orbit above Hawaii. During Gemini 4, astronaut James McDivitt spotted a white cylinder with a protruding arm traveling in his orbit. He said it was impossible for him to assign scale to the object against the background of space, saying it could have been small enough to hold in his hands or the size of the Empire State Building. Well, on this note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll be talking about more about UFOs tomorrow. Till then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.